We haven't entirely nailed down what element it is yet, but I'll tell you this, it's a lively one. Let's give your parents a call right now. Hello, welcome to episode number 39 of Gaming with the Moms. I am Nicole Tanner, I'm managing editor at Pixelkin.org and the mother of a three-year-old. I am joined by publisher of Pixelkin and fellow mom, Linda Brenneman. Hello. And my other two colleagues who are not moms, Simone de Rochefort and Courtney Holmes. Yay! Hello. Yay. Are you cheering at yourself or the fact that you're not a mom? Me. Just I mean you. both. Okay. I mean that's an <laughs> integral part of my identity at this point. <laughs> oh, Simone, are you wearing an Assassin's Creed sweater today? Of course I am. Yeah. I just noticed that. Kizzy and I gave it to her for Christmas. Oh, oh. it's actually beautiful. Thank you. I know. Yeah. I love it. So for those who can't see us, which is everyone in the world minus Courtney and Linda, uh, it's a Christmas Assassin's Creed sweater. So right. it shows London, like Tower Bridge, and it has snowflakes and reindeer and stuff, and then it has the big Assassin's Creed symbol right in the middle and it actually kind of looks like a what was the Nintendo character it ends up looking like because of the what We'll talk about that later. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking I've been about. Mista- it's been mistaken for a Nintendo shirt before, which I – oh, huh. yeah. Anyway. I'll just think about it. Yeah. Think really hard. <laughs> Stare at my chest and think really hard. Just keep thinking oh, about how I want to play Assassin's Creed. <laughs> As you should. <laughs> wow. Um, okay. Uh, I'm still at home, so I can't oh, see any of the lovely yeah. ladies in the office either. Things have been but... really steamy here, so you are missing out. <laughs> <laughs> okay then. Um, so let's jump in. Like we always I missed do with that news. part. I didn't yeah, get I the steamy thing at all. Let's, 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 just, let's just skip over that. Yeah, let's yep. skip <laughs> right. moving right along. Leave me here to die. <laughs> <laughs> so ESPN is getting way into esports so much, in fact, that a part of their website is now completely dedicated to esports. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's awesome. So they have an esports vertical of the website, basically, with sections where you can look at news about Dota 2, about League of Legends, and about Hearthstone, which I'm sure you are so happy about. I'm going to go to the ESPN website for the first time in my life. (laughs) When are we going to see, like, a cover coverage of you on the ESPN website like do you have to get in the top 10 players in the world Nicole like probably and I'm way 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 not a not even close to that <laughs> Steve Lubitz is closer than I am just, oh, man. just wait till Anna gets in school oh my gosh no no wait till Anna becomes an esports star because <laughs> that that will happen I maintain I'm putting money on that just like well, I'll put money on her Isaac does love League of Legends, so maybe he can teach her once she can, you know, effectively use a mouse and a keyboard. Heck yeah. yeah. Starting young. <laughs> Something to look forward to. Um, yeah. I got onto that site, and it was like a rabbit hole. It's fascinating. My gosh. Cool. Mm-hmm. So interesting. There's a story on there about how much they make, how much the esports players make, and they actually make um, – 200 of them worldwide make at least $40,000 a year. Dang. Which is comparable to, you know, a lower-ranking tennis player or a 300-ranked golf player. Yeah. Um, But that's only going to grow. Yeah. And it's interesting. um, I'm sure that people are going to start making way more than that. Yeah, especially since if ESPN is covering esports more, that means more sponsorship and, I mean – Cereal boxes. Are cereal boxes still a thing? Is that a totally, like, 90s thing? thing? Okay. No, there are still Wheaties with Wheaties on them. (laughs) My question, I guess, I'm not sure um, how comparable the time put in is because it's my impression that esports players spend a crap ton of time practicing. And I'm sure that, I mean, tennis players and baseball players and all do too. But I wonder, like, what the hours put in versus money earned – they talked Thing about is. that. They oh, yeah? said they said they practice ten or more hours a day, Damn. partly because the rules on the games keep changing oh. and they have to keep brushing up on everything. But also that they're so young, they start at sixteen and they burn out by the time they're twenty one. Oh my gosh. Uh, so it is just like a physical sport. Yeah. They're like or the wor- ice skaters worse. of computers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> gymnasts. Yeah. They're comparable to gymnasts. Wow. That's yeah. hellish. I didn't know that. Yeah. So they get like it's finger tough. arthritis and stuff? No, I think it's a mental thing. Yeah. I mean, when I went yeah. to the Dota 2 championships, they were talking about how burned out they were on yeah. the winner's circle. They were like, we're tired. <laughs> we're going home now. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, it's hard to concentrate and like keep yeah. your strategy going. Yeah. That. Like I have a hard enough time doing good strategy in Hearthstone after an hour. So it is <laughs> hard to yeah. imagine yeah. what it's like with these other games. Yeah, it's yeah. also it must be hard to have to like sacrifice every other interest because there's not very many people who are only interested in one thing. Period. Yeah. yeah. Then like if that's your hobby and you're on the computer 10 hours a day practicing League of Legends, like, what do you do to relax from that? You're not going to, like, go out and play tennis, whereas a tennis player might be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to chill out for the night and play some League of Legends for an hour or so. Maybe maybe they do like to go out and play tennis to unwind. Night tennis? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, gaming is traditionally a nighttime thing, so they're probably doing most of their practicing over the night. And then they can get up and go play tennis at, like, 8 in the morning. That's just my Maybe they just watch a lot of TV. Maybe they read some books. Maybe they do coloring books. I don't know. That's what I do. Yeah. I've been doing a lot of coloring books. Courtney (laughs) sent me pictures of her coloring book pages, and they made me very happy because I gave her the coloring book for Christmas. (laughs) Coloring books are great. I usually sit down Anna to color something, like in her coloring book, and then I'll pull out one of my coloring books with my color pencils, and she's not interested in what she's coloring anymore. She just wants to color my thing. (laughs) This is not this is not the way that this was supposed to happen. We, <laughs> we were have our to, own thing. Yes, have our own thing and we'll sit quietly and maybe chat, just enjoy ourselves and yeah, no, not no. happening. It's not like that, mom. Be <laughs> that way. <laughs> um you should like turn the tables back around and start coloring in her book, see what happens. Well, I do sometimes. Sometimes she tells me she's like an art director. <laughs> color here. Use green and color here. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Okay. Does her hand get cramps or something? She needs to see. I have no idea. (laughs) I mean, she's really into, like, I don't don't think she knows that she's, like, doing it, like, kind of, you know, like an authority figure. But um, she's really into, like, sharing and doing things together. That's cool. Yeah, which is cool. But, I think she has natural leadership ability. I think so, too. She's a a leader. She certainly wants to lead me. (laughs) (laughs) Lead mom around. (laughs) Um. So, other news. Uh, Disney Maker Studios is partnering up with PewDiePie to make a channel called Revel Mode, which will bring together nine YouTubers. says to create content of gaming, but as well as original programming, which I am just dying to see what that will be, uh, (laughs) charity and community events. Um, So, this is cool. And uh, PewDiePie actually had some nice things to say about how it's important. Uh, networks are so important on YouTube. And if you can grow your network, that's good. And he wants to help people grow their network. So cool. Mm-hmm. He that's actually awesome. said something which I, I did not realize. Uh, he implied that he's been with uh, – I know, he, he has been a part of the Maker Studio network for a long time. And he implied that he's always been a part of that network. So what they're doing with this new network, Revel Mode, is bringing in other YouTubers kind of under that umbrella. But then – Keeping it a little separate from that that Disney label, I guess, which it, it should be really interesting. I I am also excited to see their original programming because I I as a fan of Rooster Teeth, <laughs> I love watching groups of friends play games together. I think it can create really interesting dynamics, especially when everyone is funny and everyone kind of has their own thing. Um, so hopefully these people will also be able to entertain me, which is really the point of anything that people do on YouTube. It is. Yeah. That's the point. Why would you go to YouTube if you weren't going to be entertained? (laughs) I guess maybe to learn something here and there. um, (laughs) Learning what? Learning what? (laughs) Um, So in other uh, sort of uh, online video-related news, uh, Twitch TV is making a directory that will be dedicated to the Twitch plays. And I didn't even know that these things exist. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. They're the best. story today. So, Simone, talk about the Twitch plays. So basically this started when uh, somebody made Twitch plays Pokemon, and they modified the game so that users uh, watching the game on Twitch could input commands in the chat, and then the character would obey those commands. So instead of one person playing Pokemon and moving the character through the game, you had like 5,000 players all putting in commands at once. And it created this very frenetic and hilarious gameplay where – and they they actually did manage to get all the way through – I think it was Pokemon Red. But someone someone can correct me on that if I'm wrong. So they got all the way through the game somehow miraculously with zero coordination, just a ton of people – all putting in their commands at once. And there were some very hilarious 
tragedies and miracles that happened along the way. There was an event called Bloody Sunday where they accidentally <laughs> released every single Pokemon that they had. No! <laughs> Just their <laughs> catastrophic errors. But, like, they did it, and it's a it's so awesome. Um it's one of those great things that comes out of Twitch where you have a bunch of people just kind of enjoying this thing together in this wonderful, wholesome way, much like the Bob Ross stream. Yeah, um, really redefines groupthink. Yeah. <laughs> What's so, the Bob Ross stream? Bob Ross. Uh, Ross. Yes, painter so, guy? Yeah, the famous painter. Uh, I don't remember who did this, but they streamed every single episode of his TV series on Twitch over the course of a few days. And people were just tuning into the stream and watching it and getting really, really into it. It was and so like, nice to watch. Every single commenter had something really great to say about Bob Ross and how much they loved him. Yeah, yeah. Wow. It was, it was just like the secret sweet side of the internet where everyone just gets along and rallies behind Bob Ross. <laughs> it was a fountain of positivity. And they were like talking to him as if it were a real stream, being like, you can do it, Bob. You can finish the painting. <laughs> Even though, unfortunately, he is not with us anymore and it was not a live stream but yeah it was definitely a, yeah. a highlight He's of that the sweet, internet sweet man who paints landscapes yeah i had super yes. big hair pbs yeah he was very yeah. positive and peaceful and lovely and encouraging and he believed in you much yeah, which yes. is what twitch learned when he <laughs> streamed <laughs> yeah so yep oh. i'm charmed by this so now there is a directory where you can find all the the twitch plays there are multiple going on right now i believe uh they're still playing through the Pokemon series. What um, a cool, like, just social project. I the know, whole right? Twitch plays concept is really interesting Amazing. to me. Yeah. To see the way that human beings can coordinate or can't coordinate like mm-hmm. ants. Yeah. <laughs> we are no different from the ants. Yes. I guess ants would have probably done it a lot faster. <laughs> yeah, they're pretty efficient. They have good groupthink. Mm. Good groupthink. Oh. We yeah. have mediocre groupthink. <laughs> Okay, um, so unfortunately, we've had some really bad news out in the last week, just in greater pop cultures. We've lost a few people. Uh, David Bowie, uh, Alan Rickman, who is the, what's, uh, Lem- what's the Eagles guy? The Eagles guy? Uh, I'm sorry, I don't remember. Uh, Glenn, 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 Glenn Fry, Fry, is it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah that sounds familiar. Uh, so, yeah, just nuts here. It's been a bad week. Um but related to games, uh, in honor of David Bowie, Square Enix is giving away uh, copies of Omicron, The Nomad's Soul, in which he played a part in development and was also in a couple scenes. Um, and you can get that free until January 22nd. Um, it's so an, cool. Yeah, yeah it is the- cool. It's an old PC game, just just to say it's an old PC game. So <laughs> don't expect any like gorgeous graphics or anything like that. But yeah, it, it is won't- as far as I can tell, it will not run on Windows 10. You need to have Windows 8 or older. Um, but it is a, a cool, really cool, interesting-looking game. I haven't played it, but I, I read a bunch about it. And it takes place sort of in this distant planet, but it's also sort of like a noir detective story. And it's also really meta, and um, it addresses the player directly as, like, you have been summoned to this planet far away to help them solve this thing. And it's it's really... It looks really cool and bizarre, like all of the fantastic things that David Bowie worked on. Mm-hmm. Mm. Very cool. His model actually looked pretty good, like for a game that was ancient, is ancient. Yeah. 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 It's very blue. Yeah. Well, I mean, also PC games, so graphics are always better than graphics that have been Fair on enough. consoles. So. <laughs> so a PC game in 1999 is probably looks, you know, about the same as a console game in about 2005, 2006. Mm. So, but yeah, other PC stuff, Ark, Ark Survival Evolved, which is like this craziest game I think I have ever seen Um, in my life. I think you mean the best (laughs) you've ever seen in your life. So if you don't know what this is, this is a a kind of a massively multiplayer survival game in which you are on an island that is populated by dinosaurs um, and other people who may or may not want to be friendly with you. Uh, you start the game just completely naked with nothing and you have to gather resources and build yourself a house and get food and learn how to like kill the dinosaurs and eat them or have them kill other dinosaurs for you and eat them. It's- yes, let's not gloss over the most important part of this game, which is that you can tame and ride dinosaurs. dinosaurs. Yes. And yes, just- they don't just eat you. Yeah. Uh- yeah. <laughs> but it's basically this thing is crazy. Like the further you go in this 
in this game. Like, if you think, oh, dinosaurs is going to be all primitive weapons and whatnot. No, like, you can actually craft, like, crazy guns and stuff mm -hmm. if you learn enough and get enough resources, which is is nuts. Um, but anyhow, so the studio that makes the game, Studio Wildcard, is going to, they're having a mod contest. Hooray! Woo! Hooray for devs who like mods. Uh, $60,000 uh, to modders who introduced either new mobs, new maps, or total conversions. Mm -hmm. So, you know, a mod can be changing anything. A map is, you know, a map. And uh, total conversion means you do so something completely different with the game. Mm -hmm. So, um, so that's cool. And entries for that are, uh, you, can, you can hand in your entry, hand in. You can send in. <laughs> well, it talks, they talk about like checking in their mod. So it just feels like, you know, handing in your homework. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, you can do that now. It started on January 14th and you have until March 15th. So there's kind of a lot of time out there. Yeah, so get going get on done. that. There will be five prizes awarded for each category. I was not like like everyone's been telling me about this game for a while and I've been like okay 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 and then I finally when this news came out like really looked into it and I am so excited for it to release on PS4 this summer I don't even know what to like what to do with myself I love dinosaurs you guys if <laughs> if I've imparted one piece of knowledge about me to you I hope it is that the only reason I'm alive is so that someday I can play a Dinotopia MMO. And this is definitely the closest thing <laughs> to that. I mean, I'm not really into killing dinosaurs. I'm more into befriending them and building communities with them and, like, loving them and talking to them. I'm pretty uh, sure you have to kill some in this game in order to survive. Like, Otherwise, maybe that you will be, starve. Oh, maybe, maybe that'll be one of the mods is right. all the no, dinosaurs I, are friendly. Dinotopia mode! <laughs> yeah. Get on I that, I'm so into that. Ugh, I'm going to learn how to mod. That's my, that's my new... I'm quitting goodbye everyone <laughs> but no uh, I, I i can get by with killing a few dinosaurs if it means that i also get to befriend a lot more this is my okay. my will this That's is my fair way enough. i, I haven't played you it yet it. either thank you it's on xbox uh xbox live as part of the preview program and i've been tempted to maybe jump into it but maybe you should maybe next time you go on a trip you should bring your xbox to my house and uh just so i can take care of it for you and make sure that the dinosaurs are okay <laughs> <laughs> well, I won't just be bringing my Xbox to you. If anything, you, you, you'll be coming to my house and watching Oh, that's my true. Dogs. We talked about me house-sitting. Yay! Yes. <laughs> that would be the most important part. If Playing I can get the my Xbox car over would the hill. be a, an extra perk to that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't using your shower going to be the perk for me? Don't you have a really nice shower? The bathtub. Oh, the bathtub. I have okay. a very large bathtub. <laughs> okay. Which makes me very happy. The only thing wrong with it, and Isaac just wants to do this, is we, we should install jets in it, and then it would be perfect. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm like, Go yeah, let's, uh, let's move that to the bottom of the uh, priority list. <laughs> <laughs> um, Obviously, installing Ark Survival Evolved on the Xbox is number one on the priority list. Right. Because, yeah. Uh, um, so, I'm, just, I'm honestly just bringing this up because I name-dropped him last week. <laughs> with no knowledge as to what was happening. So Brian Horton, who was the game director for Rise of the Tomb Raider, and I believe he was director for the 2013 reboot as well. If not, he was pretty high up in the creative decisions. He's left Crystal Dynamics. He's going to Infinity Ward, and it makes me sad. Isn't that because, you know, in game direction, like, those people can have a very strong influence on how, like, not just how technically the game comes out but also it's kind of the tone and mm -hmm. the vibe and they're definitely really involved in the story so seeing someone like him leave crystal dynamics makes me worry hey. <laughs> about the next tomb raiders yeah i was gonna ask like, you about you that you know when bioshock 2 uh got handed off to a different team uh it had very different very different flavor to it it wasn't bad but it just i don't know it, it didn't have the same sort of uh whatever yeah, Je say quoi, that that, that um, the first Bioshock did. So yeah, it was definitely kind of like Bioshock light. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> Bioshock light. Gosh, yeah. So what do you? I don't know. Are you concerned for the Tomb Raider? I mean, series? I don't know. I'm sure there are lots of talented people who continue to work at Crystal Dynamics that will, you know, yeah. keep things on track. It's just you know. Uh, and also, I'm pretty sure Rihanna Pratchett is going to continue to write those games. Yes. Yay. So. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, it was just it was a little sad, sad to see him go. But yeah, that's always sad. And he's, is he going to be working on Call of Duty then? If he's at Infinity Ward, 
Do uh, they? Is that what they do there? I I know that they have done Call of Duty. <laughs> I mean, they don't do I it don't anymore. <laughs> they continue to do Call of Duty because um, I don't follow Call of Duty that closely. Fair enough. Clearly, I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> so possibly. Um, so this is kind of funny, this uh, news story that we talked about, like, I don't know, like, half half an episodes ago something like that it was like episode 15 or something uh where we talked about the xbox 360 disc scratching issue and how funny it might be if it went to the supreme court <laughs> well guess what kids it's at the supreme court so <laughs> ridiculous does that seem ridiculous to you i i just i can't yeah. get my mind around that whole yeah. thing yeah well they've agreed to hear it. it hasn't been argued yet but they're not like determining whether or not the disc scratching thing was a defect or whatever. They're just determining whether or not the lawsuits about this thing can be a class action. Oh, okay. Oh my that God. makes more so, sense. So, yeah. you know, usually they only choose to hear something if they feel like it's something that where a precedent needs to be set. So that's what they're doing is they're deciding whether or not it could be a class action. But still, I think we're being for some really great xbox quotes from some of the justices oh my god yes i just want to hear scalia talk about consoles that's all i'd live yeah. for <laughs> i mean until the dinotopia mmo gets made have, yes. any, have you guys seen a uh, john oliver did this great thing where he released a whole bunch of footage of uh dogs dressed up as supreme court justices um <laughs> the idea being that because we can listen to audio recordings of the supreme court but you can't have video footage uh right. that way you could overlay the audio onto these videos of adorable dogs and then more people would be interested in participating in the process. <laughs> that is a wonderful idea. Right? It is. It's so true. <laughs> it makes me want to learn about the judicial branch. Yeah. <laughs> so he he just released like uh, an hour of footage of these adorable animals and then encouraged people to make videos of important decisions with animals so that other people would watch them <laughs> and learn about our process as a government that's yeah. emotional manipulation and i won't stand for it really voiceover hope- animals are great there's this one guy i don't even remember his name but he had a whole channel on youtube where he did these some of them were you know not so great but some of them were awesome and it was i'm sure you guys have seen this the dog talking about the maple bacon yeah i have not seen these. that oh my god you have to go watch it immediately <laughs> maple um, bacon dog yeah he's because like you see the like the dog is like sort of just like not growling, was sort of making some type of vocalization because his mouth is moving. And the guy has this VO that like matches exactly what the dog's <laughs> mouth looks like it is saying. And it is hilarious. It is so funny. Um, we show that to Anna like once a week. <laughs> but anyhow, yes, you should go check that out, Simone. I will. There's this, there's this bunch of videos that I, I think I am the only person in the world who enjoys them, but it's cats speaking French. <laughs> and it is, for some reason to me, the funniest thing in the world. And I, I spent many a long night watching those videos until two in the morning. Those are crying. hilarious. The cat, you've seen the cats speaking yeah, French? Yeah, because they make fun of French people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's just I find true. that hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, fine. Okay. De Rochefort. the cats are very finicky and um i don't know they look down on other people this is very true i'm not saying french people do that that's why it's not whoa whoa (laughs) (laughs) i was about to incriminate myself and say that's why i don't get along with cats because i i too like to look down on people and they make me feel small (laughs) but now i won't say that at all linda thanks Uh, wow we all love youtube i I still am i still am amazed that you haven't seen that video simone but i'm sorry that i failed you supreme court justices that is awesome and i am going to check that out even though i rarely go to youtube for anything um how how is that possible (laughs) i have a three-year-old oh okay anything and i you know Surely I'm not going to go watch videos on YouTube when I can be playing Hearthstone or something else that I get like 20 minutes a day to do. YouTube is nowhere on my priorities <laughs> for that. Fair enough. The only enough. time I go there is if Anna comes to me and says she wants to see a video of a puppy or a kitty. Maple like, bacon dog. Then we'll do it. But yeah. Um, so that video was an games. interesting tyrant. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 
so EA Access, uh, the EA Access Vault, is going to be free for Xbox Live Gold members starting yesterday and ending in a few days from now. So uh, if you're listening to this podcast, you should get on that if you want to take advantage of it. Mm-hmm. So EA Access is the subscription service that EA provides that gives you um, the ability to play games online for free. You also can get uh, discounted prices on lots of games. And then the big teaser is you get to play little bits of games that aren't out yet. Um, so the vault is free and the games that you can play within that are Battlefield 4, Battlefield Hardline, Titanfall, Plants vs. Zombies, Garden Warfare, the first one, FIFA 14, FIFA 15, Madden 25, Madden 14, which is, just sounds ridiculous. Yeah. I don't know why they named it Madden 25. Uh, NHL 15, NBA Live 15, EA Sports, UFC, Dragon Age Inquisition, Need for Speed Rivals, and perhaps most importantly, Peggle. Hey! <laughs> My favorite. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, so, I haven't played you know, Peggle in so long. It's decent, you know, to go check it out. If if you really like EA games, it's probably almost worth the subscription. But yeah. they're teasing everybody by saying that they're going to have demos of Unravel and Mirror's Edge Catalyst. Ah. Up the which make you think like, maybe I want to do that just so I can play those. So, so I, I read... Um... Uh, a report about the Unravel sneak peek that says that although or you will get to play 10 hours of Unravel five days before it comes out, but you'll only be able to play the first two levels. So you'll just be playing those over and over again for 10 hours. Um, That's fair yeah. enough. It must not be a 10-hour game. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I respect that. Yeah. 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 Two levels, though. That's – well, of course, I, mean, I don't know how big the levels are, but I'm going to say two levels. You probably get a nice feel for how the game Seems is. reasonable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think. Considering how many times I've replayed certain things, replaying levels of Unravel, if I, I really hope it's good. But yeah, that sounds fine to me. <laughs> I'm going to make a Yarny doll this weekend. I'm really excited. Oh my gosh. Did we talk about the Martin Celine making Yarny last week? Oh, God, yes. We did? So cute. Yes, and the tattooed hands. And oh, we had a whole oh. conversation about okay, it. Okay, I must have like blacked out. I actually had that conversation multiple times over the yeah. last week because I kept thinking about his hands. But um <laughs> Also found out he's a dad, which is great. That is great. <laughs> Having it is children great. is fabulous. No, especially it's, when you're a good person. It's an attractive quality. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> especially when you're a gentle Swedish man with tattooed hands. Yes, it's the bad people that you don't want having children. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. Anyhow, it's turning bright red. She's fanning herself over here. What is this? Wow. She really likes this guy. Martin Celine, if you're listening, please come and guest on our podcast. (laughs) Martin Celine, if you're listening, please stop listening. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, let's change the subject. (laughs) Oh, but I just want to keep talking about this, Simone. I I... can't see you, so I need everybody to tell me how red you are. (laughs) She's going to start crying in a second. (laughs) She's very red. I'm yeah. deeply embarrassed by <laughs> okay. the Well, let's talk about something else that you talk about then. The Assassin's Creed movie. Uh, filming. <laughs> I didn't even know that this was happening. Did you know that this was yeah. happening? Yes, because I've been, like, anti-excited about it. Okay. Oh, really? Does everyone want to hear my, my concerns? Let's go. <laughs> let's do it. Simone's opinions on Assassin's Creed time. Okay. This movie, I... I, you know, it, it might be a good Hollywood action film, but from the way that Hollywood tends to treat video game franchises in, like, this simultaneously super serious, gritty, plus irreverent, bizarre, like, weird, low-quality way, like, I feel like those those two attitudes are most often applied towards video game franchises in Hollywood. I hope that – I hope and pray that this will be different, but – Considering how good and tonally upbeat and uplifting Syndicate was, I feel like I'm just anti-excited for this, unfortunately. Even though it has Michael Fassbender in it, even though it has Mario Cotillard in it, um, even though it has Jeremy Irons in it. which I know. I was I did like a double take when I read that. I'm like, what? Seriously? I know. And he plays the CEO of Abstergo Industries, which is, as you know, if you've played Assassin's Creed, the evil corporation that runs the Animus and is trying has is run by the Templars and has been trying to destroy assassins for all time. 
Um, but I, I don't know. I just I feel like it's going to be just a blockbuster and we'll lose kind of the irreverent weirdness of the Assassin's Creed series that makes it so charming and lovely. And it, I don't want it to be grim, dark and sad. Anyway, that's my rant. I'm sure well, Fassbender will be fine, but... You know, I, after doing a little research on this today, it actually looks like it has the potential to be a pretty good movie. Again, I haven't played an Assassin's Creed game, so I'm like, hey, those are good actors, and, you know, seems like a decent director. Uh, yeah, he directed the good. Macbeth with Fassbender and Mario Cotillard mm. as well, which I find interesting. What are um, some other video games that have been adapted to movies recently? Like, all I can think of is, like, Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> Uh, Prince of Persia. Right, that was that was recent. Did not do well. It was well, like, yeah, right? yeah. I yeah. watched like the first ten minutes of that on an airplane and had to stop. It kind um, of goes the trying to be Pirates of the Caribbean but doesn't make it <laughs> route. Yeah, a little bit. I didn't yeah. think it was that bad, honestly. I yeah. thought it was. Well, it was way better than okay. Super Mario Brothers. Yeah. That's don't hate, okay? There I must have, have been something strange... more recent than that. I have a strange nostalgic connection <laughs> to Super Mario Brothers. And uh, we know no you can take that away from films, me, Courtney. Mm-hmm. Shh. I don't know. A Bioshock movie was being bantied about. I don't know if anything ever actually came of that. I feel like there's something else that's been more recent, too, that I'm missing. Yeah, I feel like there's something big that we are all just totally spacing out on. But maybe I am living in an alternate dimension. I don't know. <laughs> well, um, <laughs> games that aren't super recent. That I can think of is, you know, there have been the Resident Evil movies and Silent right. Hill movies. There was a Mortal Kombat movie that was Yes, awful. that's what I was just going to say. Oh, so oh I tried to watch that so one. Bad. That one was so bad. There's the whole um, Oxenfree, the new game from, or the first game from Night School Studio is going to be made into a movie slash multimedia franchise. That came out this week, actually. Or the news um, about it came out. Yeah. The game is, or the... No, the, the game the, also came out Sorry, this I meant the movie is not out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the game is out. Yeah, yeah so well, isn't isn't that game to sort of have a horror movie slant to it anyhow, sort of? Yes. It's like a teen thriller. It's like, yeah, it's a teen thriller, and the people who made it um, come from, like, backgrounds at Telltale Games and Disney as well. Which is a really interesting combo. It really is, and I'm actually really excited about it. I, I wrote about it a little bit on Remeshed because I think... Uh, when it comes to franchises that would adapt well to being films or multimedia things, this one seems a lot more promising to me than something like, say, Assassin's Creed or, say, Beyond Two Souls, which was trying to be a movie and a video game and failed on both fronts. But Oxenfree has this really distinctive visual style and... It's about teenagers who go to this creepy island for the yearly senior sleepover and things start to go horribly wrong. And that's kind of like – it's a premise um, that I think could adapt itself more broadly just because it's – it's one of those core stories that we have in our culture. Like teens do a thing and then everything goes wrong and ghosts start falling out of the sky. But it yeah, could Just like every more. horror movie on earth for the most part. Yeah, but then what makes it special is like who's writing it and who the characters are. And from everything that I've heard about this game, um, which our intern Ingrid reviewed for the site actually, um, from everything I've heard about it, it really is charming and creepy and interesting and the dialogue is really good. So – yeah, that's, I think, the the film franchise that I'm more excited for if I had to pick one video game that I was excited to see become a movie. And I think one of the reasons that I'm less excited about Assassin's Creed is because, is because it has these years and years of lore built in, and accessing that in a film is going yeah. to be really difficult, whereas yeah. Oxenfree is coming from that's this true. pure new place. So, But isn't it yeah. a little bit like a beloved book or series of books being... Yes, which movie. is probably why I'm so salty about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It makes me think of, you know, there were those rumors about Zelda becoming a Netflix movie a while ago. Oh, that turned out to be yeah. totally untrue. And <laughs> the only way that a Zelda movie could work is if the main character is not Link. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. Link doesn't have a character. He is intentionally left blank so that he can be you. And so, therefore, watching a movie starring Link would be either really boring or really alienating because they'd have to give him a character and it would just feel really untrue to your experience as a gamer. So it would have yeah. to, like, my ideal Zelda movie would star someone else and then Link would be running around in the background. Yeah, I totally mm-hmm. agree. 
And mm-hmm. that's, I guess, where Assassin's Creed does work well because every game, or not every game, but there are many, many different protagonists. It totally makes sense to pop in with a new protagonist um, at any point in time. It does have that but, going for it, yeah. Yeah, but then there's yeah. a question of, like, does that contribute to the overarching narrative of the games? Is it going to be a totally separate thing? Like, what's happening here? Yeah, I will say, I so I just started playing Assassin's Creed Syndicate, and it's the first Assassin's Creed I've ever played. I'm having a great time. It's been really easy to pick up, but I am, like, totally lost when it comes to the modern plotline. I have no idea what's going on. Uh, which is fine. I don't, it's not that important <laughs> for the game. You uh, should watch really... the movie and see if you can learn what it is then. Yeah. Uh, how good of a job they do. <laughs> uh, but, but it definitely seems like if I were to sit down and get like a long tutorial of here's where you what you've missed, it would be really boring. <laughs> yeah, I haven't played any of those games and I just feel like the the timeline of ridiculousness is probably I many, just, many pages long. <laughs> to be honest, I totally ignore the modern day plot and... It works out fine for me. Yeah, I didn't even know there was a modern day plot till like Assassin's Creed Two or whatever came out, and someone was talking about it. I'm like, what? Like I thought this was, <laughs> I thought this was in the Middle Ages. What do you mean a modern day plot? <laughs> I see. I I really do love the idea that it is both sci-fi and it's like sci-fi historical, which is a genre that does not really exist a lot of the time. Uh, It's most often like historical fantasy or something like that. So I love the fact that it's sci-fi historical. I love the fact that it's a simulation. They do some really cool things with the idea that you are playing a game sometimes in certain parts of certain games. Um, But the modern day plot, I feel like at at a certain point, it has to take the backseat just because and the franchise needs to keep going. So it can never really make meaningful progress. And I will say that Syndicate, I, I think, does do some things that make me feel like they're going to do be more involved in the modern-day plot in later games. But at the same time, it's like, does that really matter to me? Is that why I'm playing the game? No, I'm playing the game so that I can run around historical cities in 3D and have a good time. Kill people. Kill people, yeah. which I love doing. Just love killing. <laughs> love to murder. It's my, my favorite hobby. Okay, I'll make sure to not try to be at the Beersley Public House the same time as you. <laughs> you gave um, her a sword, Nicole. I what know, were you thinking? No, now I'm thinking about that. It's my fault. <laughs> She's going to come murder me with the cane that I gave her. Oh, that's symbolic. poetic justice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry that you got me started on a, what is apparently the rant of the year with this... <laughs> No. Assassin's Creed, of course. <laughs> uh, anyhow. Oh. I, I mean, I'm totally expecting to talk about Assassin's Creed on every single podcast for the rest and of you eternity. Will. the way it is. You will. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's enough for now. Let's move on to something else. Yes, ma'am. So, uh, Minecraft. So, my, Microsoft has announced that they're acquiring uh, Minecraft EDU, and they will be releasing a new product called Minecraft Educational Edition, which is kind of like the game, but with added features for teachers. Yeah. Features for teachers. (laughs) That's a a good thing. It's a very cool thing. Uh, So Minecraft EDU has been around for a while, uh, and they are officially sanctioned by Mo Yang, Mo Yang, Mo Jang, um, the company that created (laughs) Minecraft. Um, And basically what they do is they, or before they were acquired by Microsoft just recently, uh, they would take copies of Minecraft and they would add all these extra mods that were designed just for teachers. And then they would provide cloud hosting and all of these resources and lesson plans and then help teachers uh, get started using Minecraft as an educational tool. Uh, Now that they've been acquired by Microsoft, Microsoft is taking this idea, making it bigger, making it easier to access, and releasing this thing called Minecraft Educational Edition, which will have really cool features like um, it'll be super easy to import and export files. Uh, You can do more customization with your avatar so the teachers can tell all of their students apart from inside. You can create a portfolio so you can build things (laughs) and save it. That sounds like a magic school bus thing. Tell your students apart from inside. (laughs) That is so hilarious that you you said magic school bus because Anna was watching that yesterday. (gasps) And that was the first time I'd ever seen it. Oh, my God. Wow, this is one trippy show. It's very trippy. I love magic school bus. My friend Nicole has the greatest Miss the the right age. Like, I wasn't, like, when was that that shown? Like, the early Probably when you were, like, about 50. No. No. Snaps. I'm trying to think of the time you were born. <laughs> so early 90s? Last year. Probably mid to early 90s. Okay. 
because I'm like, this is one of the weirdest things I've ever seen. I only and I, I, like it almost yeah. has like a 70s type vibe to it. Um, yeah, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. I only read the books really when I was a kid. Like oh. I knew there was a TV show, but I didn't really watch it. The books were yeah. pretty good. It was funny. She watched like she's been wanting to watch lots of different things. So we'll do like one episode and then uh I or Isaac will decide whether or not that's a show that she can continue watching. And so we did one episode of that. It's like so scientific and like very educational. Right. Yeah, Despite really being cool. super weird, it is very educational. Heck so yeah. I'm like, yeah. Okay. Learned a lot about the um, one. The way clouds are formed, I remember I had that book, and then there was another one about like going inside the human body and learning about the digestive tract yeah. and stuff. Yes, that was one that we that's just good. did, the digestive tract. That was a memorable nice. one. That's good. Yeah. And that's how you can tell your students apart from inside. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Minecraft Educational Edition looks really yes. cool. Uh, if you have already purchased a Minecraft EDU license, you don't have to worry about it. That product is not going to go anywhere. You can still use it forever. And in addition to that, you'll get the first year of Minecraft Educational Edition from Microsoft for free. Uh, and it's also not too late to buy Minecraft EDU. They're going to continue to sell it all the way up until this summer when the new Microsoft Edition comes out. Um, they're hoping to charge $5 per user per year, but um, they're gonna, there will be group discounts and stuff. Some of the features seem like they'd be really useful for just regular old, old folk, but it's generally, it's, it's really you have to be a qualified educator in order to buy it, like a classroom or a, um, a registered like homeschooler or a teacher or a museum. Um, yeah, but they will, there are a bunch of lesson plans on their website if you are a parent and you just want to try it out for yourself. There's also a cool page on their site um, that's for called like Minecraft Mentors, where teachers can connect with other teachers who've been using Minecraft for years and ask them questions that are relevant to the real teacher experience that <laughs> might, Microsoft might not have thought of, which I think is a really nice thing. Yeah, yeah cool. it's really smart of them to do this. I think it's just about about time. it's totally logical. <laughs> you know, teachers have been using yeah. Minecraft for so long, and we've been writing about Minecraft for so long as an educational tool because it's basically this giant sandbox where you can do, you know, any number of things. It's great. Did I tell you guys about the the Let's Play that I found of the sweet Southern dad who's playing Minecraft? No. Oh my I god! I feel like I heard. Something about it, but I don't remember I think because I talked about it in I'm the old and I don't have. This a is memory. true. Your memory has holes just everywhere in it. Um, so Cameron Kunzelman linked this on Twitter. Actually, there's this like ten part series that this guy is doing where he's just giving this really involved tour of his Minecraft world, and like he has multiple towns. He named them after his children, and it's just like the most peaceful, lovely, relaxing Aww. thing. He's just going through and like showing off all the like the shops that he made That's and talking so about this deep lore behind what he built, and he has a sweet southern accent. It's like, th I love, I love this. This is my aesthetic. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's that nice. is really cool. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for appreciating my... <laughs> Aside there, <laughs> we'll put the I link in the notes. I appreciate all of our yes, asides. Yeah. Great. Um, we have good asides, so at least yeah. I hope. And we do. good insides. <laughs> I don't know about your Bad insides, puns. considering the food that you put into it. Um, <laughs> My insides anyhow. could take your insides in an arm wrestling competition. Well, they totally the could. <laughs> they totally could. You must have the. I don't know. You must have a uh, digestive system of steel. Um, so, yeah, let's move past that. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Xbox One preview people are getting a first look at the new dashboard. Uh, Do you have it? are getting a look. I went downstairs to try to see if I could download it and look at it a little bit before... Um, I came up to do the podcast, but there was no update available. So oh. I guess it's happening tomorrow, which is actually when the updates usually happen. Um, or actually, you know when the updates usually happen? Right when Anne and I are getting ready to do something on the Xbox. <laughs> it happens so the many times. We're sitting down there. We're getting ready to watch a TV show or play Castle Crashers or whatever. It's time to update. I mean, it's happened so many times that she knows that the little bar has to turn green before we can do anything. <laughs> oh. So. Yeah. Nice. Um, but anyhow, preview members will be getting a look at the the new dashboard. It's going to have some uh, cool stuff in it, like most lots of social features. You can see who's in a party. Parties are something that 
Xbox has been needing to uh, improve upon for a long time, <laughs> especially in terms of like two local people wanting to be in the same party to play an online multiplayer game so they can be on the same team. This is something that my husband and I have dealt with a lot. Oh, no. <laughs> um, hmm. They're also adding a gamer score leaderboard and the uh, possibility to join Twitch broadcasts, um, which will make it easier for you to jump into your friend's stuff. Um, so they're also doing some updates to the, the, the Xbox beta app uh, for mobile devices. Uh, lots of the same kind of stuff there, like uh, uh, an <clears throat> avatar store, because that's super important. You <laughs> change your clothes on your avatar. Um, and then a couple more things on that. So, so that's cool. I wish I would have had the opportunity to play around and tell you what I saw, but... I do not have it. It was not yet. meant to be. I'm sorry. I guess. It'll, it'll happen tomorrow when I'm sitting down to do something <laughs> with Anna. It, it, that, would, that is when it will happen, without a doubt. They're watching me through my Kinect. You're going to have to update us on that next week and see if, <laughs> if it was yeah, true. Yeah, I think that's, that's all those rumors about Kinect monitoring you or <laughs> watch. As soon as I sit down on the couch with Anna and pick up a controller, they said, okay, go. Update <laughs> now. Deploy. It's time. Yes. Um, so, uh, let's see. I didn't have this on our news list, but Courtney, I'm going to put you on the spot anyhow. So there's been a GDC, uh, report that they, they do these every year before the game developers conference. Mm -hmm. And it has some interesting stats in it in that there are more female devs. Yay. Yay. Um, and a lot more interest in VR. And is this the, is this the study too, Courtney, where they said people are, are not that you know, hype on Nintendo anymore. Yeah. Oh, how does that make you feel? I'm (laughs) sorry. Okay. So to be clear, um, so this was a survey of about 2,100 people, the people who are attending GDC, the Game Developers Conference in San Francisco, which is in March. Um, So they send out the survey every year to get kind of a a snapshot of what, what the developer landscape is like, what they're developing for, where they get their money, who they are, what their games look like, things like that. It's really interesting stuff. Um, so like Nicole mentioned, the number of female developers attending GDC has gone up from 15% to 18%. So it's still, <laughs> hey, it's still quite a minority. Baby steps is the way to go. Yeah. yeah. We're moving in the right direction. It's interesting that it is specifically at that point because I feel like isn't 17, like the magic number of when it comes to percentage of women. Yeah. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah. So let's hope that it doesn't flatline there for any, yeah. week, like, yeah, there's some there's some study that indicates that like 17% is the number that if there are 17% of women in a room and 83% men, um, that most of the men in the room will think that the split is 50-50. Yeah. Um, huh. Which hmm. is weird. Or like that that's the way it breaks down. And when you look at crowds and movies or I think that might also yeah. be the percentage of women in Congress. But I'm It not, is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so it's the perception that that is half. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's a big brother thing. Somebody is like pushing that perception upon everybody. Yeah, so let's. I totally believe it. Let's break through it and get to twenty, yes. 20 sure. then twenty-five. So. Yeah, thirty, forty, fifty. Yeah. So uh, one of the other things that was revealed in this study was that um, interest in VR has gone way up, which is not super surprising because there's finally VR headsets that are going on the market pretty soon. Mm-hmm. Um, and interest in the Wii U and the 3DS is slightly down, and it's super low. It's like 5% of the developers are actively working on a game for the Wii U, and 3% are actively working for the 3DS. That kind of makes sense because Nintendo has been talking about the NX for like almost a year now, and we still don't know anything mm-hmm. about it Um there, it's true that they did ship some dev kits in October. We, we don't know how many or who got them. So because they've, you know, talked about a whole new style of gaming, you can't really plan ahead for that because you don't know what it is. Um, and you also – it makes sense to not start working on a Wii U game when mm-hmm. you know that, that this might be the end of its lifespan. So yeah. um, I don't think it's all over for Nintendo but um, they've never been a huge platform for indie game development anyway, which is such a huge market in game development in ter- and, and probably in terms of the attendees at GDC. Um, right. So yeah, that sounds fair. Yeah, yeah. Looking at this chart right now, so PC, Mac, 
retail downloadable um, is the top one. Yeah. Which I actually, I'm not surprised of, especially with the whole green light thing on Steam. And yeah, that makes indie a lot of devs sense. are just all over that. Um, but another thing I find amusing is like they list like all of these consoles, and I was looking through, and at first I didn't see PlayStation Vita on there, but I did see PlayStation mm-hmm. Portable. Yeah. And I was uh. I was about to make a joke, and then I'm like, oh, PlayStation Vita is there, and it is yeah. more than PlayStation Portable. Good. <laughs> Good. Are we surprised? No, we're not. I, it was going to be so funny if Vita wasn't on there, but it is. Uh, yeah. One of the interesting things in the report, too, is that almost everybody who is attending GDC has tried a VR headset. Um, of the people who haven't tried, I think about half of them are planning on trying it soon. Um, and of the VR headsets they've tried, the vast majority, uh, the number one is Oculus Rift. Um and Woo. that's also the number one VR headset that they're working on games for, which is interesting. Cool. Um, yeah. I kind of feel like that one, it probably has more saturation. Yeah. You know, even though it's not out yet. Like There have been dev kits of Oculus around for so long now that I feel yeah. like it's just easier to get your hands on, uh, and that makes mm-hmm. a big difference. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it doesn't mean it's the best one. Yeah. I don't think we know. Yes. Yet. It is yes. too soon to say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Oculus was has ran into another uh, lawsuit too. We learned about today mm-hmm. a company called Total Recall in Hawaii that Palmer Lucky did a contract position for for like two years, and his his contract was to build a VR headset, and uh, and then they say that he took all of that information and then left to make the Oculus. Whoops. So um, yeah, but so a judge has said that. That that con uh, breach of contract part of the lawsuit can go forward. Apparently, they tried to sue him for all sorts of other things like fraud and Ooh. I don't know what else. But they all got tossed out except for the breach of contract. So interesting. Um, hmm. Yeah. Well, so too late I, to stop any momentum on the Oculus train. I think. <laughs> yeah, I actually think the momentum on the lawsuit train is going to pick up because that's what happens. <laughs> Fair <you> enough. And <laughs> something new comes out, anybody who thinks they have any stake or any little, you know, claim to anything will will sue the company. Yeah, how many people sued J.K. Rowling after Harry Potter took off? They're like, I yeah. used the word muggle once in a personal <laughs> email. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. All this, this is what yeah, happens. Everyone wants so a I am slice of the fame. More lawsuits before the thing comes out. Mm. I believe that. Okay. Hopefully, there won't be any health-related lawsuits. I really hope that. <sighs> oh yeah. Yeah. I hope <laughs> That's that true. VR technology does not have a negative impact on anyone's. Health. What if I puke does on my couch and I need cancer. to charge them for the cleaning, Courtney? <laughs> <laughs> I think you should definitely take that to court. Okay, I will. Yeah. Not that I'm planning on doing that. All the way to the Supreme Court, Simone. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. My couch needs cleaning anyway. I think this is the fastest way to get it done. Oh, yeah. yeah. The fastest way. Yeah. Your couch is going to be dirty for a uh, It will probably be broken by the time you would get any authorization. Wow. Um, That's making a lot of baseless assumptions about my behavior towards my couch, Nicole. <laughs> I'm going to sue you. You're going to hear from my lawyer. <laughs> Slander. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So that's the news uh, for this week. It was quite a bit of it. So let's uh, let's move into it's like what an we're hour's playing. worth of news. What are you? T- oh uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Linda, why don't you start us off this time? What we played. I yeah. I played um, mostly Rise of the Tomb Raider, yes. and I killed the freaking bear. Yay! It was Yay. an epic battle, you guys. It actually me. is. How did you do pretty, it? It's yeah. pretty early in the game. Well, Nicole's tip about the axe, the whacking axe. it with oh. the axe, um, helped. And then I just um, I just rolled around on the ground like a fool. A lot. <laughs> that's the <laughs> own strategy for it's like, like, I rolled around, kept rolling around the bear trying to get behind him. And yeah, then, that's then what I you could, have to do. It's like dodge, uh, dodge, dodge, swipe, yeah. dodge, 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 swipe. Yeah. yeah. So I finally did it. It, it you know. Congratulations. And I felt really good about it. And then I've made good progress in the game, but Eric has been helping me in his sweet little way. My husband, who isn't a gamer, um, he'll say, what's that over there? Is that it? Is that what you're looking for? And I'll go over there and I'll go, no. And he'll 
So, but That's it's fun. So cute. Yeah, it's cute. fun. Yeah, it's couch co-op with a non-gamer. I think That's we've all favorite. done that, right? Aww. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a great kind of couch, co- especially for that game when there's so many collectible things. Right. Like yeah. if you have someone who can see who can something that you things, need to collect. Yeah. <laughs> That's like Anna when she was sitting next to me when I was playing Lara Croft Go. She was like finding all of the pots with the treasures in it's them. It's very like, helpful. This is very yeah. very nice that you're sitting next to me <laughs> doing. With your yeah. young eyes. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to slip out now. Okay. All right. Thanks, Linda. Bye, you guys. Bye. Bye. Um, Courtney, how about you? Uh, so, as usual, I've been playing Assassin's Creed Syndicate. Um, actually, last night I was playing the World War One section of the game, which is super cool and beautiful and lovely. And I, I was recruiting David to do just the kind of thing you guys are talking about. Where he, I was running around and I was like, you just watch that little map in the corner of the screen and tell me if you see treasure chests. <laughs> uh, I also have been uh, poking around a little bit in the game Gone Home again, which I played uh, a couple of years ago because I'm writing an article about it. Nice. And it is still super cool and interesting. <laughs> I think, honestly, I've just been playing the Dead Kings DLC still from Unity. I don't, I, I'm sorry that I am in such a spiral right now, everyone. I... I have been playing Two Dots, though, um, and using a virtual coloring book called Pigment, which is actually really fun. Uh, I didn't think I would be as interested in it as I was, but it has a bunch of different designs, and um, I've been working my way through one that is assorted coffee pots and teacups, and it's it's really nice. And the pen tools, uh, it has a bunch of different brushes that you can use and then a bunch of different color palettes that you can sort through and then sliders for each color. Um, from light to dark. So I've been coloring in lots of tea- teacups um, to help me relax and de-stress. That's nice. So it's, yeah, it's been nice. really fun. Yeah. Oh, I also it's just... just yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead, Courtney. I, I just started playing the Picross games on 3DS, which What? Are... You just... I'm sorry. I... Just... You're lying. I you... Okay, I started two weeks ago, but... Um... St- okay. Well, I haven't played on 3DS. I played it on regular DS. Yeah, I, those games are awesome, though. I somehow missed the Picross train until Pokemon <laughs> Picross came out, and I was like, "This is incredible!" But there's so many paywalls, and then I just went and like bought the first one. So was... on the 3DS, can you actually look at the the cubes in 3D? Kinda, but I'm always looking down at the grid and not at because. So on the yeah, on the bottom screen, I'll have the puzzle, which is sort of right. like if you've never played it, it's like um, kind of Sudoku without the math. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's really great though. You're filling in these like uh, these grids of squares, and it's kind of got a minesweeper feeling too. And then on the top screen, there's like a picture of this thing that you're drawing on the grid as you go. And then at the end, it's revealed like it's a flag, it's a bicycle, and it's cute. And then in Pokemon Picross, it's all Pokemon that you're revealing, and then you catch them and you can add them to your collection. As um, you do with Pokemon. Yes, and so in the 3DS, you can adjust the slider and your little. Uh, 8-bit picture will be sort of in 3D, but I'm never looking at the picture. I'm always just focused on the puzzle. So yeah, that's what I was worried about. Like you could, they they would they would let you see the puzzle in 3D, which would be cheating. oh no. Um, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is this is a funny thing, you guys, because I have been playing like more than you guys have. I think it's the first time. That this has happened. That's awesome. So besides my my go-to, Hearthstone, I also played all the way through uh, Game of Thrones. So all oh. six episodes um, when I was, you know, kind of stuck on my feet because – or on my butt because of my surgery. And Hearthstone, there was something wrong with our network connection and I kept – my game kept getting dropped. And I'm like, Isaac, I need to have something else to play right <laughs> now. I am downloading Game of Thrones. Go for nice. it. So, um, so I played all the way through it. It was it was awesome. It was so so well done. Um, that the you know uh, at the end of these episodes in these games they tell you like what percentage of players chose the same thing that you did, mm-hmm. and it's always really interesting. And throughout this whole thing, it was like a 50 50 like split, like fifty four nice. people did this, or you know maybe forty nine. But I got like fifty fifty all the way down, and then at the end. I told it, it told me that I had fought with fierce passion. Nice, even That's though good. almost 
all of my people die. Oh no! Oh, well, that's I, Game of Thrones for you. Yeah, yeah. I was to say it's Game of Thrones. Wouldn't be Game of Thrones. People didn't die. I so, really do um, want to play that game. I I was. Uh, I, I think recently the yeah. first episode was free, so I, free. I wrote a news story about that, and then yeah, I, it's still free on well, at least on iOS. The first episode is free. Perfect. But yeah, yeah. that I didn't realize it was so cool until yeah. I read about it a little yeah, more. It's and, yeah. it's so wonderful, and the story is just. It, it's so well written for that universe. Telltale is so perfect. There's such good writers there. <clears throat> yeah, I, and I trust them with a lot. Yeah, exactly. And like your interactions with the the characters from the show, like they feel really, really valid and really true. And nice. um, yeah, it's super cool. I love that. And then uh, last night was probably a, a bad thing for me to do I downloaded harvest moon on my <laughs> ipad and i love harvest moon and those games like i i think like oh i've played harvest moon you know what i played this game i i shouldn't want to play it anymore i probably don't and then i download it and guess what three hours straight yeah. <laughs> i was thinking well, of you was when, when the harvest moon news broke that was coming to ios it's like oh so yes nicole, nicole will so be happy, happy. <laughs> I uh, and I am happy, and um, I'm so glad that you are fulfilled. I, I will never it's, get Harvest Moon. It is not for me, but I am glad that it works for you. Yes, it's not for everybody. Salty. It's no. one of those games that sounds totally boring uh, on because paper. It is. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Courtney. Courtney. Sorry, we had this talk about you being nice about Harvest Moon. I have really uncontrollable rage for that game and I don't know where it comes from like it comes I don't... from the like evil depths of your soul yeah there's like do you hate farmers is that what it is yeah, yeah. what's farmers wrong with are farmers Courtney I, just, I think there's when I played it there just wasn't enough direction it felt too too aimless so that even when I did something it felt really unrewarding to me personally um but that's well this one yeah. I, I don't know if we want to say you're super rewarding but uh you're collecting these uh memories and so it's it's like achievements like when you do something you sort of get an achievement for mm. it and you can look at it in the you know in okay. the uh title you screen have my attention that sounds like an improvement yeah <laughs> it's like first time you fished first time you harvested a great vegetable or you know stuff like that so and then i always like the rpg aspects of trying to get the person to fall in love with you it's like no different than, <laughs> than like than real life. Yeah. <laughs> dragon, like it's the same type of thing as in like Dragon Age or um, Mass Effect. It's just the dialogue's a little bit simpler and it you know doesn't take as long. But it's Gotta about work, work going and flirting. talking to the person and giving them gifts and listening to them you know cry about things. And <laughs> it's, it's the same type of thing. So I, um, I do maintain that every game should have a dating sim aspect. I would enjoy that a lot. Now I'm trying to think of the most inappropriate game for a dating sim. Would it be like um, (laughs) Hatred? (laughs) I'm sorry. That's almost not funny. It's not funny. I'm sorry. Mm. (laughs) The Tetris dating sim. Ooh. Tetris. (laughs) Peggle would be really screwed up. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, those those Peggle masters are already kind of screwed up. I don't know how... How well that would go over. Uh, anyway. Anyways. Let's um, get out of here. Uh, we have a letter. Yay. Yay. I almost forgot to read this. So we have another letter from Matilda Auslin, uh, Swedish Matilda, as she calls herself, writing to us again. Um, she loves the Courtney Speaks Swedish. Yay. Um, so she says her boyfriend and and she brought bought a Wii U for the holidays. They've been playing Mario Kart 8 and Smash Brothers, and it's fun. But now they're looking for more co-op games. And she said she was kind of devastated when she realized Splatoon had no real Loki local multiplayer. You um, are speaking to our hearts. We are also yes. devastated. And she says they also have a PS4. So PS4 suggestions are also welcome. Oh, for co-op? Yeah, for co-op. Oh, gosh. You know, I... Mm. Castle Crash. I think Castle Crashers is on PS4. Yeah. Isn't it a remaster? I, I don't remember. If it is, that's a great one. Um, and Courtney, like, correct me. I haven't played these games, but for Wii U, weren't like Yoshi and um, Kirby and those? Just they have like a co-op. Uh, they both they both have co-op elements. I haven't played Yoshi's Woolly World yet. Kirby, I have a hard time recommending just because I didn't like that game very much. But I know lots of people yeah. who liked it a lot. Kirby and the Rainbow Curse. So as a um, person who played Kirby with Courtney, it was not very fun. To do co-op, especially as a person who wasn't holding the gamepad, yeah. um, yeah, I, I suppose probably probably for like you know little kids playing with their parents. 
Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, Smash Brothers is a super popular one. Uh, uh, Matilda mentioned uh, Super Mario 3D World in her email, and that's like I that's a great game. I play that one a lot. Um, Super Mario Galaxy is available in the um, in the Nintendo Store. That was a Wii game, but it's really good. And well, that one has a little bit of co-op element, but it's not it's not nearly as strong as 3D World. Um, I one of the things that we did recently um, at a Christmas party was play Until Dawn as a group. And so that's not technically a co-op game, but since so much of it is based on making dialogue choices and direction choices, um, it actually worked really well. We passed the controller back and forth, and then if there was a choice, everyone in the room would shout out their uh, their contribution. And um, if we had time, we put it up to a vote. If not, uh, if, it w- if it was a time choice, um, chaos reigned. But that was actually really fun. And so I think, I mean, even though they're not technically co-op games, if you're playing a story game like Until Dawn or a Telltale game like Tales from the Borderlands, that could be an interesting and different way to do co-op. Yeah. Yeah, and I just totally, like, completely forgotten and now remembered, like, the best co-op game, and that is Chariot. Um, yeah. Which is on PS4. That is, uh, it's on Wii that's U a challenge. Well. That's a challenge yeah. one. Runbow um, is also a really good one. Oh, Runbow is so much fun. Yeah, we had a lot of fun with Runbow. Yeah. And um, Amplitude, which is a music game that just came out on PS4, that has co-op and competitive local modes. The The competitive local mode is actually, it's actually pretty fun because you can get these um, boosts and then you just switch over to the track that your opponent is on and you like drop a bomb on them and then just... <laughs> It just shoots them over to another track or you can like distort their track so it looks all wavy and they can't see like the timing of the stuff. And uh, nice. so that was a lot of fun, even though Isaac just totally kicked my butt in and it was still a lot of fun. <laughs> um, oh, so yeah, and the, the Borderlands, Borderlands, the pre-sequel has uh, a co-op mode as well, a split screen. And that's quite mm-hmm. fun. It's uh-huh. a shooter. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Jackbox Party Pack is really good for bigger groups. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how well it would work with just two people. Um, yeah, probably. Mm. <laughs> Same with uh, Nintendo Land. Is you know, a great you know how many times I've heard I've heard you make that sound, Simone. It's amazing. <laughs> uh, Simone and I had a lot of fun playing Nintendo Land together. Yeah, that one is a classic for a reason. Yeah, it's um, it's also really good for if you have a bunch of people who don't know how to play because it there's a bunch of mini games and they teach you how to play it as soon as you start and it's always quite simple. But uh, we we played. There's like a Zelda mini game and a Metroid mini game, and they were really good. For the Zelda two mini people. game is the best. It was great for two people. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, <clears throat> hopefully that gives you some suggestions, Matilda. And that's gonna wrap it up for us. If uh, we have... forgot to mention the most important thing, which is that Matilda is thinking about playing Assassin's oh, Creed God. Syndicate because of me. Do you it. To, <laughs> that part, Simone. Okay. I love you. Matilda this is why says, you're my favorite listener. I think I've been brainwashed by Simone. I really, in all caps, want to play Syndicate. <laughs> yes, there. you do. And I love you for it. <laughs> okay. In Swedish, so, that is. Let's wrap it up. If you have questions like Matilda did, you can send those to hello at pixelkin.org. You can find us on Twitter at Pixelkin underscore org and at Gaming with Moms. You can find us on Facebook, just simply Pixelkin. If you subscribe to us on iTunes, please leave a review. If you're listening to us on Overcast, you can recommend individual episodes via Twitter, and we hope that you will do that. And finally, we are on Blog Talk Radio, and you can follow us on there with Gaming with the Moms. And I feel like I'm forgetting something. What am I forgetting? YouTube, YouTube. We have a YouTube channel that is full of great video content at youtube.com slash pixelkinorg. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll be back with you next week. Hey, doll. This podcast was recorded in the studios of the Jack Straw Cultural Center in Seattle, Washington.